0: Now I'm going to turn things over to the garden guru, Mark Weber, so he can start the show Garden Talk this weekend.
1: Good morning, sir. How are you? Oh, I'm doing fine. How about you? Well, you know, there's a lot of people this time of year starting to think about planting those warm season vegetables. Do you, know, you know what a warm season vegetable is? That is a vegetable that grows in the warm season. Now, <laughs> the
0: specific ones.
1: Uh, uh, you know, I'm a, great, I'm a... <laughs> very good deduction on your part. You know, It's one of those things where, you know, everybody has these big dreams about producing these amazing tomatoes and amazing peppers and muskmelons and watermelons, right? Mm-hmm.
2: So how do you get
1: there? How do you create something that looks like a catalog? Well, in the next hour or two of Garden Talk, we'll talk about that and so much more. Open lines today at 457-1290 with your chance to be part of today's program. we got a lot of miles to travel for the next three hours, and we would love to hear your voices at four five seven twelve ninety 1290 right here on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO.
3: The views and opinions expressed during this program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cox Media Group Ohio. <laughs> This is WHIO's consumer warrior, Clark Howard. Beware scam artists in Dayton.
4: I'll find you out. This is WHIO meteorologist, Kirstie Zantini. If weather breaks this
3: hour, we will break it. And you're listening to an Ask the Expert Weekend on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO.
1: And a good Saturday morning to each and every one of you as we begin the first hour of what will be three great hours of radio right here on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. My name is Mark Weber and I have been hosting this legendary broadcast now for 28 years and I can't help to get excited this time of year because I get to spend time helping you with your yard gardening and landscaping challenges and for the next three hours, we're going to talk about a gazillion different things. And I would love to hear your voices today at four, five, seven, twelve, ninety. 1290 And uh, ladies and gentlemen, I have to tell you, we are blessed because we have the one and only Christopher. <laughs> Christopher, our executive producer, a.k.a. Hippie at the helm. And, uh... Should be an interesting uh, morning on multiple, multiple, multiple levels. Good morning, Chris. How are you? Good morning, Mark. Are you awake yet?
5: I am not.
1: <laughs> you're you're allowed to say that, right? Yeah. So so I I'm I'm impressed you're here today.
5: <laughs> yeah, it's been a while since I had a chance to help out with Garden Talk, so I'm actually excited to do it this morning.
1: Well, Chris, you know this is the time of the year when people are starting to think about. Uh, you know I want to have want to grow the biggest tomatoes on the block, right? You know some some people really get jarred up about this, okay? And and they and they believe that they can out outdo their neighbor, and the, the neighbor beater tomato and they got the big boy tomato and the better boy tomato and the supersonic tomato. So which tomato do you pick? How do you make that decision about what tomato do you pick, right? It's a hard decision, right? It is. Particularly if you're not really into tomatoology, so to speak, right? Okay. Well, today we're going to talk a lot about how to pick and choose vegetables and how to be successful. I've uh, got a call yesterday from the breaking news team people that wanted to talk about. Plant selection, and the question was, was it too early to plant plants? And I said, well, what kind of plants are we talking about? And of course, the the the, the, the plant nerd of me kicks into full gear. Uh, let's let's be clear, folks. It's going to get cold Sunday. <laughs> okay, I believe there is a freeze warning for 1 a.m. to 9 a.m. Sunday for all counties. So let's kind of talk through about what cool season and warm season vegetables and flowers really mean. Um, these are plants, ladies and gentlemen, the first of all, cool season are defined as plants that are, can be ins- installed before the frost or in the fall, um, that can tolerate colder temperatures. Plants like that would be like broccoli and cabbage and, and, uh, Brussels sprouts and radishes and lettuce Those are cool season vegetables. In the case of flowers, those would be like pansies and violas and petunias. Those are cool season um, plants that can tolerate colder temperatures. While on the other hand, warm season um, vegetables like tomatoes and peppers and eggplant and okra and uh, squash and winter squash and watermelon. Those are all what we call warm season crops. So what happens is if you plant these warm season vegetables and warm season annuals out in the cold, out in the air, in the landscape before a lot of times May 15th, there's a likelihood that those plants are gonna be subject to some pretty cold temperatures. So if you are one that has bought their impatience or bought their begonias or bought their tomatoes, you got some work ahead of you the next few nights. Um, and, 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 and covering, you know, Chris, this is going to be an important piece because covering these plants is really critical. And this is why. Um, if you cover them with plastic, you are going to make matters worse. You heard me right. If you cover them with plastic, it's actually going to need to get colder than it will get warmer. So one of the things that uh, I would generally say is is like bed sheets and and uh, materials like that or uh, burlap would be a really good choice. But stay away from the use of plastic. Plastic will not be a good thing. Uh, I mean, it'll actually make it colder. The air actually condenses and it's colder underneath the, underneath that. Um, and, and keep in mind that I'm not saying not to plant. I'm saying is that you run the risk of serious damage or loss if you do plant. So keep that in mind. Now, for plants like perennials, go right ahead, plant away. Trees and shrubs, go right ahead, go right ahead. go Plant, plant, go right away. You won't have any problem whatsoever with those types of plants. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, keep in mind that there is a season for everything. We have cool season plants and we have warm season plants. And don't jump the gun because you'll end up having some problems. Um, Love to hear your voices today. If you've got a gardening question about plant selection, eh, how's your lawn look out there? Mine looks fantastic. How's your uh, trees look out there? Mine look fantastic. How do yours look? And if you got some worries or concerns about a particular plant or a landscape in issue, um, I would love to hear your voices today. Four five seven twelve ninety. That's 457 1290. And you can be part of Garden Talk. Four five seven twelve ninety. When we come back, Christopher and company, we're going to take your calls at 457-1290. Along with that as well, well, give you an updated weather forecast. We've got a beautiful sunrise here on tap here at the studios. On a wonderful day to be alive here on AM
3: 1290
1: and News 95.7 WHIO.
3: Dayton and Springfield Station for 24-hour news, weather and traffic. And our Ask the Expert weekends, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Paid for by Love It for Ohio.
5: Now the news. The politician lied. Caught in a lie. When will the line stop?
4: It's news we hear over and over. Too many politicians lie. But it was still a surprise when it happened here. Politician Bud O'Brien lied. The Troy News told the story. Commissioner O'Brien lied to prosecutors during an investigation into misuse of taxpayer money. If we can't trust Bud O'Brien here, how can we trust him in Columbus? We can do better.
0: This is George Lovett. I'm not a politician. I'm ready to earn your trust. And I'm running for state representative because I share your conservative values. I'll fight for smaller government and less spending. And I'll tackle the heartbreak of the opioid crisis in our community.
3: Polls say Americans want new leadership. Vote conservative Republican George Lovett for state representative.
0: This is Mo from Moe's Outdoor Equipment and Supplies in Springboro. It's Toro's biggest sale of the year. Hurry in and take advantage of the great deals and make your yard the envy of the neighborhood this spring. Let Toro take the work out of mowing your yard and save instantly with rebates on the Toro Super Recycler, Toro Titan HD, or the Toro Time Cutter HD. Plus use your Toro credit card and get a Visa prepaid card up to $100. Visit us today at Moe's Outdoor Equipment and Supplies in Springboro or at buyatmos.com.
3: I'm working forward to colleagues I call friends,
6: At Synchrony Financial, every employee has a unique ambition, not just something we look forward to, but something we work forward to. We're hiring call center representatives in Dayton. We'll help you fulfill your ambitions through generous benefits, competitive wages, and work that doesn't feel like it. Apply at syfcareers.com or text SYF21 to 90206.
3: Synchrony Financial is more than a workplace. We're a working forward place.
6: Let me tell you why I love EDC. They take my favorite pin jewelry styles and bring them to life. At the Spring Bling event, they'll have all the brand new styles for 2018, and the designers will be in town to show me in person. I can take advantage of up to thousands of dollars in savings from up to 30% off store-wide or 48 months interest-free financing. Plus, I can schedule a personalized appointment to meet one-on-one with the designers April 27th through the 29th. It's true. If you haven't shopped EDC this spring, you're not done shopping yet. The 1st The annual Vintage Ohio South Wine
3: Festival is coming to the Clark County Fairgrounds in Springfield on May 12th. Come sample wines and purchase bottles to go from 16 Ohio wineries. Enjoy live music while shopping the local artisans. Tantalize your taste buds with foods from local food trucks and restaurant vendors. This is an indoor event, so rain or shine, we will be there pouring spectacular wine. Purchase your advance tickets for $25 on Eventbrite or visit OhioWines.org. Tickets available at the door for $30. When the Miami Valley needed us most. WHIO radios and Storm Center. We were there.
4: Let's go over to radar if we can.
3: With live wall-to-wall coverage powered by Storm Center 7. This storm is continuing to move off to the east-northeast. Depend on the Miami Valley's severe weather station. AM 1290 and News 95.7. WHIO. Good
1: morning, everybody. It is 618, 18 minutes after 6 o'clock. Let's check out the updated weather forecast from News Center 7.
4: Temperatures rising through the 40s this morning with lots of clouds in place. Also, a slight chance of a stray shower really at any point during the day. Highs today in the low 50s, but may feel slightly cooler as it's a little breezy from time to time. Later on tonight, skies clear and overnight lows will dip back close to freezing. Freeze warning in effect from 1 a.m. through 9 a.m. Sunday. For your Sunday, we'll have plenty of sunshine, a bit better with temperatures approaching 60 degrees. I'm meteorologist McCall Wright-Aggs in the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 957 WHIO.
1: A current scan of the new live Doppler HG7 radar shows wonderful sky conditions. We have clear skies, 44 degrees in downtown Dayton, on the station that you depend on for weather traffic and garden talk, AM 1290 and News 957
3: WHIO. It's our Ask the Experts weekend on the Miami Valley Radio Station with breaking news, weather and traffic, AM 1290
1: and News 95.7 WHIO. 457-1290 is the number of the dial if you would like to be part of this morning's broadcast. And uh, call lines are fairly slow this morning, so if you've got a question about your lawn or your landscaping or your trees or whatever it may be, we've got to open lines for you. And if you first time you ever listen to Garden Talk, a little bit about this show. Uh, we've been on the air for 28 years, and we'd love to help you about whatever's going on in your yard, garden, and landscaping. Uh, my name is Mark Weber, and uh, I hold a couple degrees in horticulture from Ohio State University. I'm also designated as a board-certified master arborist, and I am the president and co-founder of of a company right here in Dayton, Ohio called Mark Weber's Landscaping. And uh, I'd love to help you today at 457 1290. That's 457 1290. And without further ado, let's go talk to Sal. And Sal, good morning and uh, welcome to Garden Talk.
2: How are you doing, Mark?
1: I'm well, Sal. Good to hear your voice. How can I help you?
2: Uh, I have. A real problem with weeds in my vegetable garden. Okay. Now I called Scott. I identified the weed. It's called ground ivy.
1: Okay. It
2: is. It's a bear to get rid of.
1: Okay. Um, my first question is, what have you done in the past that hasn't worked? I guess is my first question.
2: <laughs> well, I put uh, weed control on it. Uh, I think it was bears we control, it. didn't even phase it. Okay. The guy told me that what I've got to do is go out there and mow it down because this stuff is systemic and it gets to the roots. He said, if you've got the leaves on there, it doesn't work well. And I also use something called nutri- NATRIA, Nutria. Okay. And that was that was a bare one, and that didn't even. Phase okay,
1: what what well, well, the plant that you have there, I believe, is henbit, and it is it is a um, it's it's it's, it's a broadleaf. Okay, it's a dicot, mm-hmm. which means that the type of herbicides that we need to be looking at are materials that's going to kill that. Now, keep in mind, this started not right this spring, this actually happened last year. This stuff actually germinated and grew from pretty much September of last year to today, all right?
2: It's terrible.
1: So the bottom line to control it is to control it before it gets big. So one thing that I'm going to suggest is, and because right now it's probably in, in, in flowering right now.
2: Not yet yeah
1: but it will be <laughs> it's going to be harder yeah. to con yeah it's going to be harder to control when it's flowering than it will be before it's not flowering so what i would suggest is go out there and 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 knock it down uh like like they previously suggested by cutting it okay mm. and then i, I want you to apply whacker. what what's that sir i'm sorry
2: i use my weed whacker on it
1: okay that's fine. we whack it um then once you've cut the stem, I want you to apply a herbicide called glyphosate. Glyphosate. Glacop- vegetable
2: garden? Am I going to kill anybody is it crazy No, no, no. This know. is uh,
1: glyphosate. Glyphosate is a post-directive, non-selective, non-residual material. Meaning, when it's applied, it kills just what it's touched, and it doesn't move and leave a soil residue. So it's what now? it's called glossophate glossophate it's that you may you may know it as the trade name roundup okay but keep but be careful because part of the problem is is that that same name carries multiple different herbicides out there this is what makes this tricky because when you buy a pesticide you're buying the active ingredient you're not buying the name and why I say that is is that name that I just previously mentioned and I hate to say that name because the problem is that you as a consumer are being I think right now that 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 name that name by itself has at least 7 to 8 different pesticides that carry the same name that have different formulations of material in it okay so what, what you want to buy is a herbicide that has the active ingredient glyphosate, which is G L Y P H O S A T E. And I know people go, well, I got it means I got to work at it. Yeah, you do because this is why I have seen that same trade name that I mentioned before be sold having imazapyr in it, which is something that lasts in the soil for about three to six months. And I've seen it with, with other herbicides in it that last longer than what the regular glossophate does. So, you when you buy this, you're going to look for the active ingredient. You know, look at the trade name in the front, but then turn around and look at the label in the back. Read the label from top to bottom. I know that really is a painful statement to make. But, Who makes that? Uh, there's a bunch of people that make glyphosate. Because it's it's not even a it's not even a a, a product that's completely owned by Man, Monsanto. Invented it supposedly, and trademarked it and it was and it came out from underneath patent about about ten or fifteen years ago. But unfortunately, this this product has been manufactured by a lot of different people. But that name of with the up on it has been taken, and they got it in all kinds of formulations now. And unfortunately, for, for the average person who does not understand pesticides, it's kind of perilous because you're going to be buying something that, frankly, may not be what you're really buying because you think it's glyphosate. So, you know, this is one of these things when you use pesticides, you've got to understand what you're using how it works, and how to apply it. If you think you're gonna, if you think you're getting, think you're just, I just want a weed killer, there is a bunch of products out there that are weed killers. (laughs) But the problem is, and this is the problem, is you got to choose the weed killer that's going to provide the maximum control with the least amount of damage. Because all of these products are designed to kill stuff, okay, and a lot of times it can leave soil residues, it can be off-target and damage other viable plants. And you got to be careful. And that's why I said when you go to buy this, what you're looking at, ladies and gentlemen, is the active ingredient. If you look at anything, if you don't learn anything from Garden Talk today, don't buy products by the name that's on the bottle or on the bag. You buy what's inside the bag, which is where the, where the active ingredient is, because this is the catch point. Is it a
2: liquid or a powder? It's a liquid.
1: It's, it's a liquid. Again, you what you want. Let's listen to my words carefully. What you want is the active ingredient, in glyphosate. Nothing more. Nothing less. And you're going to mix it typically at about the two percent rate. And again, the label will tell you how to do that. So this is the this is the kicker of all kickers with this uh, Sal, is that. If you don't follow the label and if you don't choose the right product, you could have irreversible, you could have some pretty bad damages to your your garden, okay? And that's why why I say when you think about using, I always tell people this, when you think about using a pesticide, read the label. (laughs) I know people don't wanna hear that, that I have to read something. But that label is a legal binding document that requires full compliance when you use it. And if you don't follow, follow the label, you do it at your own peril. And the label tells you not to apply to a certain product, a certain situation, you don't apply it. If the label tells you not to apply if the winds are greater than 10 miles an hour, you don't apply it. If the label tells you not to apply in an area that's going to leave residual control and affect seating, Don't apply it if you're going to be trying to grow a vegetable garden. Okay? So read the label. (laughs) Okay? All right, Sal.
2: I I use something called Roundup Super Concentrate for weed.
1: And again, what does it have in the bottle? That's just what you've just described, Sal. and, And Sal, realize I'm not trying to irritate you. I'm trying to say to you, what you have given is a trade name. It is not what's the chemical inside the bottle. Sal, have a good weekend, and thanks for being part of Garden Talk on AM 1290 and News 95.7, WHIO.
3: This is the station Dayton turns to first for live team coverage of breaking news. WHIO, Dayton, Springfield. Your news starts now. Depend on it.
0: It's 6.30, I'm Jonah Audi with a WHIO news update. The top story we're following this morning, family and friends of a mother who was shot. It- was able to deliver her baby before she passed away are coming together to ask for help in finding those responsible
4: a cooler than normal start to the weekend i'll let you know when we warm up i'm meteorologist mccall vridags your exclusive whio forecast is coming up
0: well whio triple team traffic so far this hour not seeing any major accidents out there that are going to cause any trouble this morning those freeways are looking all clear drive times looking pretty good And our top story in Springfield, 25-year-old Lindsay Wilson passing away this week after being on life support nearly two months after she was shot. Wilson was pregnant at the time of her shooting. Doctors were able to save her baby. Her death is prompting a community response.
3: Jenny Yates can still laugh despite losing her friend of more than 20 years. We were
2: pregnant together. She actually found out she was with me when I found out I was pregnant.
3: She's still processing what happened to her best friend outside of this home in Springfield last month.
0: WHIO's James Buckley says anyone with information on this shooting is asked to come forward. Well, not at Kettering, where a former swim coach being accused of inappropriately touching a minor
1: female. 37-year-old John J. Smith is being charged with sexual imposition, disorderly conduct, and phone threats. USA Swimming has Smith listed as suspended from the WTRC Sharks, a competitive swim team.
0: That's WHO. HIO's Ron Otto, he says Smith is pleading not guilty. He's due back and forth on May, back in court that is, on May the 24th. Well now to Warren County where medics say a man was responsive after a single car crash in Lebanon. Care flight was called to that scene just before 3 o'clock this morning at the accident where crews tell us that man may have been trapped in his pickup. The Warren County Sheriff's Department is now investigating the official cause of that accident but they are saying that it did involve a tree. Well the current condition of that victim is unknown now, let's get a look at that exclusive 24-hour weather forecast. Here's meteorologist McCall Vrydags.
4: Temperatures rising through the 40s this morning with lots of clouds in place. Also, a slight chance of a stray shower really at any point during the day. Highs today in the low 50s but may feel slightly cooler as it's a little breezy from time to time. Later on tonight, skies clear and overnight lows will dip back close to freezing. Freeze warning in effect from 1 a.m. through 9 a.m. Sunday. For your Sunday, we'll have plenty of sunshine, a bit better with temperatures approaching 60. Degrees. I'm meteorologist McCall Eggs in the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 957 WHIO. Well,
0: the latest scan of the live Doppler 7 radar is looking all clear throughout the Miami Valley this morning. There will be chances for those stray showers later, but not looking to see any of that this early. Currently, 39 degrees in Troy, 46 degrees in Springfield, and 44 degrees in Dayton, just ahead of the sunrise at 633. I'm Jonah Adi on AM 1290 and News 957 WHIO. Depend on it.
5: Hey, it's your friend, Sean Hannity, and as you know, I am not afraid to be honest and say exactly what I feel. When it comes to selling your home, you need to know there are real estate agents out there that just rely on yard signs, well, and a few hundred dollars of marketing. I'm going to make this very easy for you and tell you the one agent whose marketing plan is in a whole different league than anyone else you will talk to. I'm talking about Tammy Holmes of H-E-R Realtors. She services the entire Dayton area attracts hundreds of buyers every week, and sells a home on average every 24 hours. Now because of that, she can guarantee to sell your home at an agreed price and deadline, or guess what? She'll buy it. Real estate mogul and Shark Tank star Barbara Corcoran only recommends Tammy Holmes in Dayton. And if I needed to sell my home in Dayton, well, I'd call Tammy. Call Tammy Holmes at 937-506-0500 or online at daytonguarantee.com. That's daytonguarantee.com. Go there and you can start packing. Here with hope for today, lead pastor of Fairhaven Church, David Smith. It's certainly not what you'd
3: call a newsflash, that some people have a problem with God for any number of seemingly legitimate reasons. The way people who say they love God treat others could be one of them. Maybe it's because there seems to be all sorts of contradictions in the Bible. There are all sorts of questions that need answering. What if there were some really well-reasoned answers for some of the questions that you might have? Would you be willing to listen? At Fairhaven Church, we're a group of different people, yet remarkably alike, on a journey with our own stories, brought together by an amazing hope, which we don't have to do anything to earn, but just need to accept. We would love to have you join us. Hope for Today with David Smith, lead pastor, with campuses in Centerville, Northmont, and Springboro. For information, visit fairhaven.church. Fairhaven Church, find hope. This is Clark Howard. If breaking news happens, we break in anytime. W-H-I-O. You're listening to Garden Talk on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Now, it's time to go into the garden with Mark Weber, a weekly tip to help your garden grow.
1: Okay, Chris, you get off at work today, you go outside, and you go home, and you mow your lawn, Right. Correct, and it actually needs it. Okay, you mow your grass, and as you're mowing your grass, Chris, there's these bees that come out of the ground. What do you do? Run away. (laughs) Very fast. (laughs) Interesting you say that. Um, This is the time of year that you will find a lot of ground bees that are coming out of the ground. And there's a lot of people have this whole panic thing where they think it's the Armageddon and they're being attacked by the killer bees from Africa. Well, ladies and gentlemen, and Chris, keep in mind that these are actually very beneficial insects. Number one, the ones that are probably chasing after you are males and they have no stinger. You won't get stung. In fact, most ground dwelling bees, in fact, there's over twenty thousand different species of ground dwelling bees in North America. Most of them are very active in the early in this time of year in the spring. The take home message is they'll form these interesting little conical domes of soil you'll see in your lawn. But the the secret is that within a few weeks they'll pretty much disappear. And they really offer you no danger or, or, or harm. In fact, I would highly recommend to leave them be with the bees. <laughs> because the little important take-home take, take message are is these insects are critical pollinators. Meaning that they do an ample job at pollinating apples, blueberries, cherries, and another of other important uh, flowers that are in bloom right now in the landscape. So ladies and gentlemen, if you have ground bees, don't apply insecticides. Just stay away if you feel that uncomfortable. Keep in mind that the ones that are flying by you probably aren't going to hurt you because those are the drones or the males that have no stinger. So leave the bees be on AM 1290 and News 95.7 W-H-I-O.
3: You've been Into the Garden with Mark Weber. Phone lines are open for your gardening questions. Call Mark now at 457-1290. Here's the gardening guru, Mark Weber, on AM 1290 and News 95.7 W-H-I-O.
1: 457-1290 is the number to dial if you would like to be part of this morning's broadcast. We have an open line for you at 457-1290. And i uh, love to talk to you about maybe you've got some bee problems. Maybe you've got some weed problems. Maybe you've got some questions about what else is going on in your yard, garden, and landscape. Daniel I seem to be on the prowl. And uh, if you listen to WHIO here at the radio station and you listen on your tune in radio app or the podcast you'll actually hear what we call the garden talk minute where i do a weekly tip over the airwaves about different topics and one of which this week that has been playing has been about daniel lions and these are an interesting weed on many fronts and one of the take-home messages that i always share with people is is one of the best controls against daniel lions is having a lawn that is a, that is that is, is a strong lawn, meaning one that grows aggressively and it's thick. A thick lawn will not have likely as many dandelions as a thin lawn. So one of the key essential things that you need to be doing is trying to build a thick, lush lawn. And soil fertility is one of the most important things that you can do with that. And I would highly recommend that you get a soil test, do some hollow core here this spring or fall, and work on building a bigger, stronger lawn. Remember, we control dandelions in the fall, not in the spring. And I'll say that again. We control them in the fall, not in the spring. And if you do have them, just keep in mind that it's a, it's a work in progress. And if you are using herbicides, as we just described with Sal in the last 15 minutes of garden talk. You got to read the label and you got to follow the label or you will damage things. Let's head to the telephone lines. Let's head over to Eaton, Ohio, and let's go talk to Larry. Larry, good morning and uh, welcome to garden talk. How are you doing? I'm good, Larry. How can I help you?
2: Well, we had a hive of bees, honey bees, in our tree for two years and we were going to start a hive this year. And I talked to a bee club. And they were saying they could come out and transfer them to the beehives. And I haven't seen them this year.
1: And they had a what again, sir? I, I couldn't hear what you said.
2: We had some honeybees in our tree for yeah, two years.
1: I, I got that part, but then you about, talked about transferring and then you broke up. I I, apologize. I talked
2: to a bee club mm-hmm. and they said that they could come out and get them to transfer over to the beehive we got a beehive. We're going to start a hive this year. But I haven't seen any bees this year.
1: Mm, they may have died over the winter. Yeah. There's yeah. honey
2: seeping out of the tree. There, there
1: was quite a few in there. Was there? Yeah. The, the, you know, this is the kind of the, the thing about pollinators. Um Honeybees, as you, you may or may not know, did you know that they're not a native insect to the United States?
2: No, I did
5: not.
1: Yeah, the honeybee that makes honey. And Chris, this is kind of an interesting factoid. The honeybee that you and I know um, that, that we hear all these wonderful things about and, and is in constant peril uh, related to pesticides and mites and, and foul brood and a whole bunch of other stuff is not a native insect to the United States. In fact, the European honeybee is an introduced species. Now notwithstanding, it's important to realize that, and and reason I can talk a lot about this because for a very long period in my professional life, I actually kept honeybees. And I will tell you, it is very hard work, but the thing about it is they die and they have a number of pathogens that bother them. And one of the key things, like we just brought up in the garden this morning, was about these ground bees, um, we have a number of really important native species of bees, and bees that live here in Ohio. In fact, I think we just mentioned there's over 20,000 different species of ground bees that are in North America. And the, very much the vast majority of them, all 20,000 different species of them, pose no harm to you or I. Um, in fact, but I hear people all the time that will call up a lawn care company and want them to kill the bees that are in their lawn. And real out al- reality is that these insects pose no, no risk to you personally. They pose no risk to your animals or your or your family. <laughs> and frankly, leave them be <laughs> OK, because these <laughs> insects um, are vital pollinators in the, in the eco- ecology of, of, of where we live. And by, you know, applying pesticides and killing them, you are removing these important ecological agents of pollination. And, uh, you know, I don't know about you, but I sure like to eat apples and pears and blueberries and a whole number of other fruits that require pollination, Okay. Um, yeah. and, 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 and with the fact that we can't really have reliable honeybees, um, it's kind of a scary thought that, that we're at the same time destroying the next matrix, so to speak, of reliable pollinators for our environment. Um, and it's interesting from the standpoint is, is this winter I, uh, attended, uh, uh, two different, uh, continuing education, um, events, and they were about bee assemblies, assemblies in, in, in Ohio and in the Midwest. And the interesting is, is of that 20,000 different ground bees and nesting bees, um, they are very specific to what plants that they pollinate, meaning that there are specific pollinators for specific plants. It's that, it's that, that exacting, so to speak. So uh, listening, I hope our listeners this morning if you know I, and I'm not saying I'm trying to say to everybody out there is if, okay, you've got a bee issue in your yard. you're coming out of the grass. First of all, don't act irrationally and apply a pesticide without really understanding what you got because the bottom line is those are pretty probably a very important beneficial insect that should be left alone. Leave them be alone. <laughs> You know, uh, they are important parts of the environment. Okay. Ther, yeah. th- thank you so much for your call. And uh, I hope I hope your honeybee hive didn't die over the winter, but it would not surprise me. Okay.
2: Would some more move into that, or is that unlikely?
1: You know, there's a chance they may and a chance they may not. Yeah. You know, I mean, the, the question becomes is why did they die? And, and it very well may be from it may have been from a pesticide application nearby you it may have been because of foul brood it may have been from a number of different things and i will tell you larry that we have a lot less honeybees than we used to have and and we need to be really good we need to take care of the ones we have so uh this is one of those things where um i think all of us need to be a little bit better ecologist and take care of where we live larry i must run because i'm getting ready to go into the garden kitchen okay All right. Thank you very much. Thank you, Larry. Bye Bye.
3: You're listening to Garden Talk with Mark Weber on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Now it's time to go into the garden kitchen with Mark Weber, a weekly tip to improve your kitchen table.
1: Do you like cabbage, Chris? Uh, No, not really. You don't like cabb- You like coleslaw? I do. And I know that cabbage, made but like out of cabbage. Oh, yeah, you're like cooked cabbage. but you like raw cabbage? Yes. Okay. Well, ladies and gentlemen, the prime season to be planting cabbage is now. Keep in mind that cabbage belongs to the same group of vegetables as broccoli and and Brussels sprouts and even radishes, and there's different types of cabbage. And keep in mind that you can buy, you can grow a purple cabbage. You can grow Savoy cabbage. That's kind of the stuff that's got the crinkly leaves. Then you got smooth-headed cabbage. You can make uh, sauerkraut from cabbage. In fact, cabbage is probably one of the most unique vegetables from the standpoint is it's a great utility vegetable. Um, Cabbage is a good source of vitamin K, vitamin C, and dietary fiber. Um, it's a vegetable that's fairly easy to grow as long as you can keep the cabbage worms off of it, which you can use with a biological insecticide called dipel. In fact, cabbage has been around for at least, they believe, since 1,000 B.C., uh, which I can't even imagine cabbage being around in 1,000 B.C. But cabbage was, has been used by European cuisine for, for, for eons. This is a plant, ladies and gentlemen, that's a biennial, meaning that we plant it and harvest it the first year of its life. If we let it overwinter, it will flower and not do so well. So I would suggest you plant some cabbage in whatever the varieties that you choose. Just keep in mind that this is a plant that needs full sun, proper nutrition, and remember it needs a few insecticide applications using a biological agent called Dipel and you will produce magnificent heads and enjoy your cabbage.
3: You've been into the garden kitchen with Mark Weber. Phone lines are open for your questions now. 457-1290. Here's the garden guru, Mark Weber, on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO.
1: 457-1290 is the number of the dial if you would like to be part of Garden Talk. When we come back, We'll take your calls and continue with this hour of Garden Talk on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO.
3: It's an Ask the Experts weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news weather and traffic station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Hey everybody, it's Nancy here with my great friend Christian Hahn of Joseph Airport Toyota Hyundai. Now, we know you guys do great with pre-owned cars, but there's so much more at Airport Toyota Hyundai, right?
6: absolutely nancy but first we had a great march we sold over 250 pre-owned vehicles at joseph airport toyota hyundai in march alone that's probably because of our lifetime powertrain warranty at no cost to you on most of our pre-owned cars but let's fast forward To new cars, new Toyotas and Hyundais. We have a lot of them. Great selection, low prices, and the ease of doing business. Just like always, Nancy, it's going to be a great April. Great for savings at josephairporttoyota.com and josephairporthyundai.com. Or visit us in the showroom. It's exciting. So
3: Christian folks can take a look ahead of time by shopping online, right?
6: Absolutely. Online or in the showroom. Great selection, low prices, and the ease of doing business. And we know what you always say,
3: Christian. Yes!
0: David Cemetery has been serving the families of the Miami Valley since 1826. In 2011, we built our first outdoor columbarium and in 2015 completed our second. You may be asking, what is a columbarium? A columbarium is a chamber or wall in which urns containing cremations are stored. For more information, call 937-434-2255 or go to davidcemetery.com. David Cemetery, generations of care.
4: Hi. I'm Danielle from Burns Garden Center, where we've been growing healthy plants right here in the Miami Valley for three generations. We're here to assist you with the plants and knowledge that will produce incredible, eye-popping gardens. You've got to see our amazing selection of trees, shrubs, veggies, herbs, annuals, and perennials.
5: This weekend, only at Burns, a 24-count flat of beautiful flowers for $10. Get them while they last.
4: Come visit us in Beaver Creek and Middletown. You've got to see Burns. Let me tell you why I love EDC.
6: They take my favorite pin jewelry styles and bring them to life. At the Spring Bling event, they'll have all the brand new styles for 2018 and the designers will be in town to show me in person. I can take advantage of up to thousands of dollars in savings from up to 30% off store-wide or 48 months interest-free financing. Plus, I can schedule a personalized appointment to meet one-on-one with the designers April 27th through the 29th. It's true. If you haven't shopped EDC this spring, You're not done shopping yet. Wash your dog. Washing and grooming dogs in the Miami Valley for more than 16 years. If you're not familiar with this yet, it's a great time to visit our brand new Centerville location. Everything needed to wash your dog safely is supplied, or we're happy to do it for you. Bathing services are available anytime, every day, from 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. Our professional grooming services are by appointment only. We won't tell you how good we are. Our customers do. Find us between Firestone and Double Dates and the Cross Point Center. Call 312-1200.
3: Due to increased business, Craftsman Home Improvements is seeking skilled installers to join their team. As one of the top kitchen and bath design build firms in Ohio, Craftsman needs experienced full turnkey contractors for steady year-round work. Sign-on bonus available. Qualified candidates must have tools, truck, trailer, and insurance. Experience with finished carpentry, tile, plumbing, electric, and drywall is required. Current openings are in Kettering and Westchester, and plenty of work is available. Check them out online at CraftsmanHome.com. That's CraftsmanHome.com.
0: Everyone's financial needs are different. Tune in Saturdays at 3 as author David Gaylor discusses the plays for your game plan for retirement on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Investment advisory services are offered through
3: Precision Capital Management and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. The only Dayton station that's watching traffic around the clock. When there's a major problem, we'll give you a traffic red alert every 15 minutes or sooner. Triple team traffic is on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO.
1: Good morning, everybody it's 653 let's check out the updated weather forecast from news center 7
4: temperatures rising through the 40s this morning with lots of clouds in place also a slight chance of a straight shower really at any point during the day highs today in the low 50s but may feel slightly cooler as it's a little breezy from time to time later on tonight skies clear and overnight lows will dip back close to freezing freeze warning in effect from 1 a.m through 9 a.m sunday for your Sunday, we'll have plenty of sunshine, a bit better, with temperatures approaching 60 degrees. I'm meteorologist McCall Eggs in the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO.
1: A current scan of the new live Doppler HG7 radar shows um, clear scu- cl- clear conditions, even though when I just looked out the window, we've got overcast skies. 54 degrees in downtown Dayton on the station that you depend on for weather, traffic, and news, AM 1290 and News 957WHIO.
3: The Miami Valley's only radio station for 24-hour breaking news, weather, and traffic, AM 1290
1: and News 957WHIO. 457-1290 is the number to dial, and uh, let's head back to the telephone lines. Chris, who is up on line two, if I may ask? It's Mark from Miamisburg. Mark from Miamisburg. Okay, Mark from Miamisburg, good morning, and uh, welcome to Garden Talk.
2: Good morning, Mark. How are you today?
1: I'm well, sir. How can I help you?
2: Well, I have a neighbor problem. (laughs) Okay. That's but I don't know if you can do anything about the neighbor, but (laughs) the problem that I have is I have a neighbor who has a high-maintenance landscape that bought the house, and they don't take care of it. The problem is thistle. They have thistle that grows in their backyard that grows to the flowering height of approximately four to six feet.
1: So it's Canadian thistle?
2: I'm assuming it is. That's what it gets the big bloom on it and then it lets the, the seeds go. And is this in
1: Miami Township or in the My- city of Miamisburg?
2: City of Miamisburg.
1: Hmm. I'm just wondering. reason I asked this question is you know, a little unknown fact. In, in most cities, municipalities, and townships in um United States, there are applicable standards of property maintenance. And one of them is weed control. <laughs> and one of them is called noxious weed control. And Canadian thistle is actually um, considered a noxious weed in most of the continuous 48 states in the United States, by the way. So you very well may have a, a mechanism to force this person to do the right thing by the fact that they very well may be breaking um, an applicable property maintenance standard for where you live You might look into that
2: <laughs> that's what that might be a step that's what i what my issue is is I try and fight the seedlings that get into my yard Oh Lord! And, uh,
1: you get well I, you know the problem you got and that's i don't mean to interrupt you but this is the challenge you've got canadian thistle propagates itself by seed and also by underground rhizomes even if you control it by the seed you still got this crazy stuff that's going tangling its way underground popping its way through your into your property so it's like one of those things where even if you control the seed, it's coming at you underground.
2: <laughs> well, that I did not know. I yeah,
1: did. this is I, what makes Canadian thistle the worse Is is that is the fact that even though this stuff only takes one tenth of an inch of root to produce a plant, and that root, and, and once you build up a fairly decent carbohydrate reserve of roots below ground it could take up to three years to control it. So I, I think you're going to have to get this guy or lady or whoever lives next door to you to have a come to Jesus moment. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hate to tell you this, but the reality is, is there's a reason why this, that, that there are standards of care with property maintenance. You know, I, it always kills me. Um, you know, people who own properties that don't do the right thing as far as managing their trees managing their landscape, and it always seems like there's at least one in every neighborhood that just, it seems like they're asleep at the wheel. And and I'm going to say is that that I would press this, you know, one, I would look it up in the Miamisburg um, code and see what the applicable property maintenance code is, because there's actually an international property maintenance code that's applicable that's to most properties in the United States, and one of them is weed control. Um, And it's well documented that noxious weeds like Canadian thistle shall be controlled by property owners. And I know people get really irritated when they hear the word shall, but there's a reason why that's there, <laughs> because that, that it, it avoids having the nuisance of the problem that you've got where you've got one neighbor who is quite frankly ruining the, the properties of all the adjoining neighbors just because they aren't doing what's right. And trust me, I, 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 I totally understand that. But that's where I would kind of go with this, is you really need to attack this from the standpoint is that that neighbor probably is not meeting the property maintenance code for that particular prop for, for that particular city or municipality. And that's the way that I would approach it. Good luck to you, good sir. Have a good okay. weekend. Bye-bye. Well, folks, that'll wrap it up for hour number one of Garden Talk. Hour number two, stand, stand by for Rich Pearson. Hopefully McCall of Riteggs will stop by next half hour as well, and we'll talk to Randy Tischer and you on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO.
3: From our downtown Dayton McAfee Heating and Air Studios, WHIO AM Dayton, WHIO FM Pleasant Hill, a -A 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 Cox Media Group Station.